Look at my cute new underwear. Those ankle warmers are cute. Welcome to Gay Talk 2.0, the ultimate podcast for your dose of dish. Heidi Ho! Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Gay Talk 2.0. Heidi Ho! Ho, ho, ho. (laughs) Welcome to another episode of Gay Talk 2.0, an LGBT podcast streaming live on Digital Stream Radio, where you can access that live stream every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and you can do so by visiting digitalstreamradio.com. My name is Tom, and I'm your host, and as always, we're in the studio with... um, you know, these these amazing bitches that I hang out with, starting with the first one. Hey, y'all, Nick or Trish. And. Oh, good to be back with you guys. It's Chris. And. Jay Bear, a.k.a. your boyfriend's boyfriend. Me shorts on him. <laughs> no, it's yours. No. Um, no. All right. All right. And like, welcome back. cards, right? <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> And welcome everyone to the dish. Uh, we're all in studio today. Um, Chris is back. Y'all can see. Come on, give us a yavol. Yavol. Right. Where is it? Where is it? Wait, I'm looking for it. Yavol. I got my American stocks and everything. <laughs> He's a mess. But um, yeah, we're all in studio. Um, we've got a, an awesome show. Well, I don't know about awesome, but it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting one. You know, when you get four four of us uh, in in the studio, it can get pretty crazy. So I'm gonna do a roundtable really quick. And uh, why don't we start with you, Trish? How are you? Why start with me? Because you are the one on my right. Okay. Start right. Work my way left. Yeah. Um, nothing to report. Had a nice, relaxing weekend. Didn't work last night. That, uh, that was different. Uh-huh. Chris is here. Yeah. We've I, already fought a couple times. I know. <laughs> yeah. Actually, since the moment he walked in. Mm-hmm. He was I mean, like, we you're make up. There was a lot of lost time. Yeah. Yeah. You're too, I, we have a lot to get done in the few hours that we're together tonight. Right. You're not wrong. <laughs> you're too skinny. You're writing the post tonight. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. I'm I'll, still give, not, I'll give you one of my I had to bribe him with booze. Yeah, okay. I'm still not going to write it down. That was his loss. Yes, you are, because that's your second one. What are, what are no, they called? Not. Long drinks? Long drink. But Lo- long drink? No. Turn off his fucking mic. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Figure out which one it is. Oh, she knew. Oh, wow. Look at you go. All right. She, she's a pro pro. Jay, our two interns are, they're actually doing not bad tonight. Uh, they're on point. <laughs> I cannot. I cannot. And Jay, how are you, my dear? Not bad. Not bad. I had a decent weekend. Nothing too crazy to report. You know, Sundays is chilling with mom and that's about it. Yeah. It's the day of the Lord. Yes. 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 That's well, cool. And mom's doing good. Mom's doing good. Mom's doing good. As it's, good as expected anyway. Right. <laughs> so, right. Uh, but yeah, not bad. Not bad. Spend the day with her and. Yard work on Saturday. I fucking hate yard work. Man. Oh, man. I, I, I mowed my lawn I, yesterday, and I fucking loved it. I have a badass tractor right now. Like, what's that? Husqvarna? Shut up, you and your tractor. Husqvarna? <laughs> like, I think Husqvarna? Husqvarna? Husqvarna. Ask. Is that it? Husqvarna? Husqvarna? Yeah, it's fucking sick. I, I, lo- I was out there. Isn't that German? Isn't it German? Ask no, Husqvarna. Husqvarna. That's like 
uh, Nordic one. Yeah, mm-hmm. Swedish. Yeah, you, you have Norwegian? to ask Hans for that. Yeah, because you know Hans had bought that um, the automatic mower, the little oh, machine the, yeah. that parks itself, that, and that's it goes, like a that's like a Rumba. Yeah, for it's your like yard. a rumba for your yard. Yeah. And it really, it, it's, the thing is like $12,000. Yeah. And it just ro- oh, runs around. You bury He's written his... a lot of books. I'm sure you can afford that sure. with some of those royalties. Ooh, burn. Right. That wasn't wow. really a burn. Wow, she's going to kill you. Um, no, but he bought it. And then, so you put up a little perimeter rope thing, Majiggy, that guides that so it doesn't leave your property. And then it just goes and does its thing. And it memorizes where it's passed over so it doesn't pass over the same area twice. And then whenever it's running low on battery, it just goes back and parks itself. See, I ran out of gas, actually, mowing my lawn yesterday. You, you didn't plug your butthole in? Nope. No. <laughs> no, I didn't. Gas. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Honey, you would have done the whole lawn. No, no, but I I did the, my lawn the, like two days ago, and, and the, I have to do it again. And the neighbor's yard, she forgot. Oh my god, I was. <laughs> I thought she was cool until <laughs> until yesterday. I really thought she was cool until yesterday. Can she you was, explain that? Because I saw the video of you driving by and be like, she forgot this. Explain that for me. Because I was a little confused when I watched that. That What was it? Uh... So there was this one part of the lawn that we have um, a Black & Decker weed whacker that has like a mower attacher. So it's like a big edger. Um, so that's where we usually edge there. And I finished mowing the lawn. I walked by. I'm like, oh, hey, how are you? She's walking to her docks and everything. I'm like, I just finished my semester today. And I was like, oh, you know, I'll do some more work. And she's like, oh, you forgot that spot. Stop it. Yes. And I was like, did you then tell her that you had had some cocktails? No, I I was sober. Oh, I thought you told me you weren't. For like an hour. No, I was, well, it wasn't after, but I was sober (laughs) during it. And then I pulled up. I'm like, bitch, you missed the whole front yard. The backyard's mode. But like, and you know, the historic center of uh, Pequonic and your front yard looks like shit. Right. So you missed the whole spot. And I missed a small spot in the backyard. And she called you out. Yeah. yeah but her whole front yard is in Yeah, there. the whole front yard is That's his done. argument. Oh, so that's what you that's would what do. That's what it was. She's like, oh, you missed a spot. I'm like, bitch, you missed the whole front yard. <laughs> I can't. I can't. <laughs> Jesus. Well, I I almost died in the last five days. <sighs> uh, literally. I mean, I mean, not. Well, you look great. Why, thank you. I'll I look like you. the Miami sound machine exploded all over me right now. But that's a whole... Other topic for a whole other time. It's a whole other video. Pretty much. Um, a whole other video. Other no, but, you know, I, I ended up getting a, an upper respiratory infection, which is very common for me in the month of May because everything is blooming and there's pollen everywhere. Yep. And it's just been hell for me. Um, not to mention, you know, there was some other underlying things that were happening, too. And um, so, you know, it just gets a little crazy. But I'm here. I, sur- I survived, I think. And... Um, now we're here and we're doing the show and, you know, we do what we have to do. Yeah. So, Christopher, question for you. How are you doing in school? Oh, finally done for the semester. That's good. Um, it was a good one. It was hard as shit. It was five classes. Um, I got a 3.9. All right. I'll put that out there. All right. Not a 4.0 this time, but that's right. I'll take my A minus in one class. That's okay, though. Yeah. No, I'm not mad about it. I'm good. I'm good. I'm totally good. Um, working hard. It was a lot of work to get through it. Um, <laughs> a lot of late nights, a lot of early mornings. Um, but I'm just really looking forward to my summer project. 
that I'm actually getting funding from my institution. Okay. Uh, yeah, Elms College is giving me money to do a summer project uh, doing researching the history uh, of the foundation of Bradley Field uh, in the early 1940s during World War II and then moved on throughout the Cold War and then eventually became uh, Bradley International Airport. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be a it's going to be a fun project for people who are interested in history. Um, <laughs> but I'm just uh, no, I'm, I'm, things are going really well. I'm taking a different path in history than I thought I was going to go into. Uh, but research kind of seems like something I really enjoy, and I like reading and writing. So that's where I'm going right now. Oh, you like writing? Not tonight. I'm off this week. <laughs> oh, so oh she's no, tonight. no, no. So, Chris, no. I have a question for you because we haven't seen you in a while. So, we haven't talked to you about the Don't Say Gay Bill. And Ooh. I want to kind of get your take on it, your whole opinion on it. On the Florida bill? Yeah. Yes. I mean, it's stupid. It doesn't make any sense. I don't understand what they're, I mean, they're so fearful of it. I mean, well, I mean, it's Florida. For God's sake, like one, they're trying to obviously rip away women's rights. They're trying to rip away uh, rights for any, I didn't want to say marginalized group. They want to rip away rights um, for non-Republicans. Yeah. That's really what it is. I mean, it, it blows my mind that you can't teach about so what they're doing is, you know, when you look at some of the southern states that they really try to claim their, themselves as champions for preserving history, you know, when they argue when the Confederate flag is being taken down or states' flags are being changed or monuments are being taken down, they're saying that you're erasing history. But by saying the don't say gay thing, you're erasing history because you're erasing an entire part of American history. The struggle that so many people went through. We've talked with Harvey Milk. Yeah. We've talked with, you know, the creation no, of the we've, flags. We've never talked with Harvey Milk, but we've talked yeah, about, we've talked about yeah, him. Yeah, we have. Uh, who, about by him. the way, was murdered. Of course. Of course. Yeah. So by saying the don't say gay thing, you're, you're dictating that a certain um, part of American history, which is integral to history, you're just throwing it to the sidelines. Which is an interesting point because at the same time, we actually don't really teach that much of gay history in schools. Of course. And so, right. I, I mean, I think that that's the bigger problem. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, of course. Absolutely. 100%. All right. Great. And, and, I mean, know, I thought I thought that would evoke a little bit more out of you as a history well, person. Well, I mean, I was I was trying to leave it open for everyone else. I mean, but it's important to just understand that you know, so many people who have shaped this country happen to fall under the umbrella of the LGBTQ plus community, and I think when you're just ostracizing them, that it's really at that point it's curtailing it's curtailing history and it's really just uh, putting it back. And I think it's a horrible bill. I don't think it's the last one that we're going to see. Oh God, no, there's plenty of legislation throughout the country right now. No, I mean, Louisiana is one of those States that's, you know, looking to, um, you know, start their own version of the don't say gay bill. Um, And I think that it's just, it's really concerning in the sense that, you know, we just had marriage equality passed in 2015. Correct. We just had, you know, all of these other things, either statewide or there, there's been a lot of significant um, things that we've done in the last decade that, you know, now with this 
pending potential reversal, for example, on the decision on Roe versus Wade, right. um, where we had, had had a conversation previously before where we said, you know, oh, it's you were mentioning there's a friend of yours that said, you know, certain things that, you know, go up to the Supreme Court once they pass their precedents and, you know, things don't tend It'll it'll always be lost. Right. Something to that nature. Right. So what I, I I'm glad you brought that up because I remember we talked about this a while ago actually. On and numerous it was, occasions right. we've mentioned, and this. it was after the um, Hodges uh, v. Obergefell. That was it. That right. was the case um, where it legalized same sex marriage nationwide. And my friend who is going to Quinnipiac Law School said it's essentially codified law, but it's not. But it's and, not, and, and we found that right. out, and that's the same thing with the Roe v. Wade issue that we have going on now. Obviously, you know, uh, Majority Leader, I love saying Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, um, put the vote out there. It was doomed to fail. It was destined to fail. Of course, they wanted they to get people sixty votes, right? Right, but they wanted to get people's names down for it. This is a slippery slope, and Justice Breyer, not Breyer, excuse me, Justice um, Alito, Alito, thank you. Um, Alito said that this has nothing to do with any other quote unquote controversial issues, but it does, but it does because how controversial was Roe v. Wade, right? Incredibly. It I mean, it's been a- literally legalized abortion in 50 States. Right. And now you're saying that potentially by June pending a ruling, we can have an overturn of Roe versus Wade, which, by the way, would instantly um, trigger what they call these trigger laws. Right, trigger it, laws for states that are ready. Should the Supreme Court ever overturn Roe v. Wade, the state would immediately outlaw abortion. Right. And it's it's it really makes me nervous because, again, we just had marriage equality passed not even seven years ago. Mm-hmm. I, hard to believe it's been seven years. It's, it's going to be about to be seven years yeah, in June. June. Um, you know, and, and this amazing fight that we've had as a community, right, um, for LGBTQ plus rights, it could all go down by majority in, you know, if someone brings a lawsuit to the Supreme Court, you've got six conservative justices right now sitting on that Supreme Court that could at any point in time um, rule in favor of overturning something so significant for a very large population of the U.S. Um, that happened to be part of our community. And it's just really concerning because I tell you, if Roe v. Wade is struck down, nothing is safe. Because, I mean, that's precedence that has stood the test of time for 50 years. Right, exactly. 50 plus years. And the thing is, it's really a national health issue because abortion, should Roe v. Uh, Wade be turned over, which it looks like it's going to be. Should that happen, abortion is not going to end. People are just going to start to die more often, right? Because they're going to continue yep. to seek these abortions, mm-hmm. and they're going to get it done in non-professional um, ways. Right? It it it's not going to end abortion. And even look at like so a lot of these uh, these states are like super religious states, but even look at Ireland, Ireland incredibly catholic nation they legalize abortion right they, they legalize they did it via through through a legislative process right or what they would call i i believe it was yeah it wasn't parliament the, the, yeah, well yeah through their parliament but i mean it wasn't like the popular vote one uh for same-sex marriage being ireland being the first nation in the world to legalize same-sex marriage by popular vote but it's not going to end abortion if Roe v. Wade is overturned and people, more people are going to continue to die 
Right. I mean, when you think about, you know, Roe Ro v. Wade happened in the 70s, right? I think 76, if I'm not mistaken. I can't remember the exact year. Before that, that's exactly what people resorted to, you know, going to, you know, butcher, you know, doctors that, that operated in, in barn houses in, in, you know, in boonies out like, you know, out in the woods. Um, and you put your life and potentially the life of your child if you were going to seek these type of services in danger and it's just or you're going to see a mass exodus of people going to other states that support right rights like connecticut being one of them i um, believe um i was reading that connecticut is putting into law um or they're they're working on putting something into in place that other states cannot go after connecticut if residents come here to have an abortion. And that's good to hear because yeah. that's something that I was going to actually start working with my school to try to, you know, reach out to the legislators. I mean, I don't have to do it through my school, but to reach out with the legislators to make it's important now for states that support women's rights to become those safe havens, but it's going to become a legal battle because so many of these states like Texas, we'll see. Alabama will will sue and prosecute Right. People that get the, so the abortion might not be taking place in that state, but if you're found out to have had one, you can be sued, you can be arrested, you can be and fined, imprisoned. There are so many right. laws that are going on. So now it's important to look at. But how, but it's it wouldn't be a federal crime. It would not be a federal crime to to have an abortion because what they're saying is they're going to put it back to the states. So the they're states, not outlawing right. abortion. Right. right. Roe v. So, Wade just made it. Uh, legal on the federal level mm, that right, all states right. had to recognize it. Should it be knocked down, states get to dictate that. Right. So, uh, Nick, are you concerned um, that um, a landmark ruling like this being overturned could lead to detrimental decisions for the LGBTQ plus community? Yeah, 100%. I mean, I think that... Uh, sorry, I was looking stuff up. I was not talking earlier. But... Um, I think that the fact that abortion is technically not listed or uh, specifically called out in our constitution um, is an issue if it gets overturned because also um, same-sex marriage is not listed of course. in our right. constitution. Well, those which are makes un- it another attackable moment. Right. Well, that's it's, when when their when their argument is it's not in the constitution, so. But neither is the, but the whole reason that put Roe v. Wade, the reason that Roe v. Wade ended the way it was, was the right to privacy. Yeah, privacy that, is not in the Constitution. It's not. Privacy is not in the Constitution. But, it's but, an unenumerated but, right but, from the Fourth Amendment. Right. From the Fourth, fourth Amendment, which is then interpreted by our you know Supreme Court justices. Which we said we have a reasonable right to privacy. Exactly. So if they can then overturn... Roe versus Wade, then we can also see them overturn same-sex marriage because versus Hodges, or even interracial marriage. Interpretation of what this actually should be. Right. I mean, it's all an outcome from the fanatic that we had prior to the president we have now. Those are the things, and that is, see, the most important point to understand here is that. When you what you're what you're seeing on the Supreme Court is a generational um, effect, right? Because the current makeup of the court is conservative, and those decisions based on their conservative values will shape our country um, for the next 
20, 30 years. Yeah. Right? Or 40 years. She's young. Right. The newest justice. You know, and Mm -hmm. well, the most recent one, um, which uh, Katanji Brown Jackson. Right, right. She's not been um, on the court She's not officially. uh, She's confirmed. She's confirmed. Right. But she's not an official justice until um, Breyer. Breyer, yep. Retires. Right. And I'm excited. But it's not going to change the makeup of the court. No, not at all. Um, it just, but it just goes to show you that you know how important you know local elections are uh, in electing. And first of all, in in establishing the right for someone to to have that right to vote and to make sure that it is accessible to everyone and stop trying to you know suppress the vote from either minorities or low income people or or any other demographic or group that's constantly being attacked by some of the laws that some of these states pass i mean uh i also have another opinion which i know i'm gonna we're gonna get emails about it but so i, I can't think, wait <laughs> i think that the far left is slamming far too much information down people's throats i think the far left is not giving enough education um, opportunities for individuals and just saying, this is what it is. And I mean, I, I saw an article the other day where they're calling for mothers not to be called mothers anymore because they're actually not a mother because just because they're a woman, they're not a mother. They're the biological, um, I don't, I, for lack of a better term, parent right, or to make vessel. it more gender neutral or, or whatever right, the case may be. Right. So, so I think that the far left I mean, I would consider myself moderate left, right? But I think the far left is going too far. And I think that I think that the far right is doing the same thing. And I think that's why we're seeing this crazy shit happening right, right now. Yes. When we worked so hard for marriage equality and we did so much, so much work to get there. Now we have this like huge polarizing group of people right. that are trying to shove shit down people's throats. But we still have all these fucking old white men in power making these decisions and they're like i don't want my kid to know about this i don't want my kid to hear this i don't want my kid to think i'm not their fucking mother right and so now we see all these bills percolating in our states and i'm i think like a lot of them are you know bible belt states southern states but at the same time like i feel like we need to find a happy medium and not only find a happy medium but we also need to give information with education we can't just throw things down people's throats and expect them to be like, Oh, okay. I get it. I mean, I had a long conversation the other day about pronouns with a board member and they're 100% behind pronouns, but they just didn't get it. Right. And And they needed the moment to talk to somebody who understood what it meant. Right. But I mean, I think using pronouns as an example of throwing people, you know, throwing stuff down people's throat, um, and people not really maybe that's not the right example because we've had this conversation we've been having this conversation over pronouns for six years you just have people that refuse to change their ideologies people who refuse to accept change period like you said you've got all these you know older individuals that are running the show in congress um who don't want to move forward with with a different path with a new way of doing things but there's a whole constituent of women and mothers that are technically allies that are like what you know i don't understand why these trans activists are standing up and saying something about something they don't understand because they can't have babies when in reality, eventually, maybe they will be able to have babies. Right. I mean, I literally read an article about it the other day. But, but the thing is, it's like these people are standing up and saying, like, I just don't get it. Like, they're literally saying, 
help me. I don't get it. Right. And, and I agree. There's a lot of, a lot of little nuances from the far left and from, you know, the, the far right that require a bit more explanation for us to sort of kind of wrap our heads around it. Some of it is just mumbo jumbo. Some of it is not. Um, but in the end, you know, we're not going to get anywhere if, if we can't meet in the middle. Mm-hmm. Right. And like you said, you know, you, and I remember having this conversation and, and we, you and I always have Chris and I, I'm pointing to Chris. Always have this conversation when it comes to elections and policy. And I always said to you, America's not ready, right, for universal health care and things like that. Remember, we were having those conversations around, you know, Bernie Sanders and, and Hillary Clinton going back to like the 2016 uh, election. And the reason why I was saying that is because we still have a whole generation of people that just won't budge. We need to cycle out all these old people and nothing against old people. It's actually, it's not even that. It's, I, so you guys know that I, or know that I used to have, you didn't see my car today, political stickers on my car. Right. They're no longer on my car. It's dangerous. One, take I've actually had people almost crash my car, crash into my car um, because of my political stickers. And none of them were, well, I guess one of them was kind of offensive, but they weren't like, you know. Anywho, the reason I took them down is because I've realized, especially working at a bar in kind of a, you know, a small town in northern Connecticut, it's a little bit different from the New Haven community. I'll say that. Right. But I've come to term, uh, not come to terms, I've come to realize that about 95% of Americans um, lack maturity, uh, lack the willingness to not only accept, but embrace differences. Yeah, right. if it doesn't affect them... They don't want to. I mean, I wouldn't say 95%. That scares me. That's that's from my experience. That's a number I will stand with. In a small town. No, no, no. Not just from that town, from the people I've encountered. There are only being one of there them. are only a few people. Well, you're not that much of an asshole. There are like there. But it happens because a great example to what he's talking about is when we went to the drag brunch. What happened? Oh, the, the hell group of people that walked in and they were just like, you know, they didn't, they were like, what the fuck did we just walk into? You know, like literally they walked into a drag brunch and you can see that they, sorry, mom calling. Uh, and you could see, I mean, the minute they walked in, everybody was like, oh shit. <laughs> like right shit, off the bat. Shit's about to go down. Yeah. And you can tell. Yeah. You know, but, but that's also on us too. Like we shouldn't just assume. We didn't assume they walked in and no, and immediately no, they made it. They, they were drunk. They, they were belligerent. They and they were, clearly stated what the fuck is going on. Yeah, like oh okay, what as the fuck did we walk they into? Walked in. Right, and you can tell that their their demeanor, their body language changed the moment that drag queen, because uh, the thing was they walked in while the drag queen was performing. Yes, and the drag queen immediately clocked them, <laughs> yes. and went right over, and she was singing some song, and she just were all up in their face, and sort of kind of let them know you're in our space. So check yourself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they tried to play it off like they were going to be all cool and stuff, but it, it didn't work out. But the point I was trying to make is that going back to what I was describing before, the reason why I believe in universal health care, 100%, I think it would be an amazing thing. 
But the reason why it's not happening is because we've got all these like traditionalists that are still like some baby boomers and traditionalists that are hanging on for dear life. Mm -hmm. Diane Feinstein, girl, it's time. But there's but there's also uh, too many politicians have pockets in the insurance. But it's also not even that. It's not the point I was trying to get to that when I was saying that 95 percent of people are like we should be embracing uh, differences. Like I would, I would love to sit down and have a conversation with a real Republican, like a Reagan <laughs> Republican, not these cuckoo for fucking cocoa puffs that we have out there right now. But that's the same like, thing in the Democratic but Party. One hundred percent agreed. But that my point is, it's not all the old people. It's the young uh, reactionaries and radicals who um, are polarized from, by who, from right and left respectively, who are polarized by who. An almost eighty-year-old. It's not just by him, but it, yes, it, it, it really is. I mean, they—they they, we didn't have these fucking kooks. I mean, we had fucking kooks, but like, yes, after that guy, we had a lot of a lot more fucking kooks that are being supported constantly. Mm-hmm. So it's not, my my right. point was though, and I'm not going to continue it. Um, that it's not actually just the old people anymore. The young people are just dangerous. Well, the thing is, you're right. No, you're, of course. You're right, 100%. I think that, and I think that's why we're seeing such polarized parties right now, because we have such differencing opinions. But at the same time, like, I wish that, I mean, it probably, I don't think historically we've ever really seen it, but like, I wish that the Democrats could get off their high horse a little bit on human rights. Human rights very important. I believe in human rights 100%, but like they have to think about other shit too. They have to think about other shit too and they have to work with the Republicans. Vice versa, I wish the Republicans could stop fucking blaming people and getting mad at people and saying, "Oh no, it's because of trans kids. This is the problem. We need to put a bill in place." And then come to terms with the Democrats and actually work together to get something fucking done because nothing is getting done. Right. Well, the, the way I see politics, honestly, my my point of view, and you know, this is the way I've always seen it. Whoever's in office, to me, is just they're just making sure that they're doing okay. Politics went from taking care of the country to taking care of oneself. 100%. Yeah. And it's all about big business and who's funding me and who's, and who's coming in next. And how am I going to keep certain people in place so that when I'm gone, the people that are already making the money are going to keep making the money. It's about deep pockets. And how do you keep those, those pockets deep? Yeah. And I, I guess I should retract a little bit of what I said. I don't think that we should, steer away from thinking about human rights. Yes, I think that that is very important. <laughs> and I think that the, the way things are going is really important. But right. what I also think needs to happen is they need to, de- they need to use some of their energy to think about other things so that they can work together and get things done. Because if they continue to polarize human rights and make people think that this shit is crazy and they need to introduce all these fucking bills, then the Republicans are just going to stand here and say, well, I'm not going to work with you on that bill. And then the Democrats are going to be like, well, I'm not going to work with you on that bill. Right. I mean, a, a very simple way to get rid of that is get rid of the filibuster. That's the only reason eh. why they're, they, because here's the thing. But the filibuster has saved us before. It has, but you know, but here's the thing. If they pass something one year, the next person in power can come and overturn, do a legislative bill that can overturn whatever it is that they, they didn't do. And then if, if we can't come to terms with it legislatively, that's why we have the Supreme Court, right? There's three branches of government. And as long as we have very thin margins, 
52 here, 51 here, 50, 52. We're never going to get policy through with a filibuster in place because these two parties are so polarized. We haven't seen a working body in government in decades. That's why there needs to be a third party. Fine. A viable third party. Uh, yeah. and, exactly. the Repu- and the Republicans They're- are going to get rid of the filibuster once they take control of the Senate. Anyway. Of course, when, when, yeah. it, when it benefits right. them, right? right. They exactly. can carve right. out rules and do yeah. all of this. But if you get rid of the filibuster and if you make it so that everyone has to go on record for every vote, there is no committee. If you have a bill... It goes to the floor. People vote on it. Done. There's no bullshit about debating for three and a half weeks whether or not a mother should have medicine to to save her child's life. It's it's stupid because you write up the bill, you get the sponsors, you submit it to a committee, the committee debates, and then they decide it goes to the fucking floor. Also, no. like, why are we fucking dealing with Roe versus Wade when it's been working? It's fine. Meanwhile, there is a fucking formula shortage and parents can't right. get their fucking kids fed there was right. actually something just said about that though i think things are gonna no be I, yeah no up. rosa stu- deloro came out and said something about it right and stupid people saying well why don't you just breastfeed not everybody has that opportunity number one no, not yeah. everybody can and so don't be ignorant find a solution for the problem and breastfeeding is not an option for everyone so don't be stupid that's why formulas exist mm-hmm Anyway, you, so you were saying? No, uh, just, I just I got to stop talking because I'm going to get myself into a I'm fucking good. hole. Yeah. I'm good. Just find a fucking happy medium, people. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's it's a catch twenty two. You know, you do if you do, you, you're fucked if you do, you're fucked if you don't. Absolutely. Um, and in other news, and in other news, shoot, uh, UK seventeen year old forward made an announcement at the end of his first season as a professional player that he is gay. What? Is this a, soccer. a football? Soccer. Soccer. Football. soccer yeah. Football, yeah. I was watching you look it up over there. I was yeah. like, can we talk about soccer? Wait, so what, what's the soccer. person's name? Because this is like the first time in 30 years that an athlete comes out in, in uh, Yeah, that, uh, in it, f- actually just, in, it was just... Uh, no, we've talked about out yeah. soccer players. So Jake but not Daniels from, of Blackpool shakes hands. Um, and there's a picture of him shaking hands with another player from, a, from Petersburg. Uh, United after a game. So he actually... Um, so Jake Daniels said he is gay on Monday in a trailblazing moment for the European men's game. Oh well, the hello, seventeen, Jake. yeah, the yeah. seventeen-year-old, <laughs> and he's seventeen. I thought he was older when I looked oh, at the picture. Oh, he's seventeen. Okay. Seventeen. <laughs> I know, I take like, it back. Take I it thought. Back. I thought he Never was in his twenties. Jake. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the seventeen-year-old forward made the announcement at the end of his first season as a professional player with the second division club uh, Blackpool. Uh, the the season has been fantastic, uh, has been a fantastic one for me on the pitch. He said, uh, "You know, it's a it's a big step forward for the UK and and especially in uh, for the soccer league. You know, yeah, I mean for the entire world community. I mean, soccer is the largest sport. The you know, it's the one most the watched biggest, sport. Yeah. You know, it's the yeah. biggest sport the across biggest sport. the globe. Yeah. yeah. Well, Tom was also right too. I mean, he, he's the first openly out. Um, Football player in 32 years in the UK's soccer. Really? I thought yes. in the UK soccer. I, I'm not saying. Oh, the UK 19, soccer. Yeah, okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, that's what I got. Okay, yeah. I, I was think like, I feel like I we said. had we had. You might have. I'm sorry. I do apologize. <laughs> but I, like I, was, I feel like we've spoken about 
out oh, soccer we, we players. Smoke, we smoking about. And yeah, we smoking about, about a lot <laughs> right. of things. Yeah. No, there's yeah. a lot of things that we've saw, you know, especially when it comes to soccer and out players. But yeah, no, I, I remember reading. Yeah, it, they say it's a rarity in this team, in this type of team sports that men announce that they are gay. Right. It's very, so. un- very, very uncommon. Well, congratulations to him, yeah. Shit. I think I mean, he gets, uh, does he get claps? Yes, he does. He claps. He and, you know, claps. the important thing is to remember is that the fact that he's 17 years old, that he's confident enough to not only be playing professional sports, but also has have the confidence and the strength to declare himself who he is and be mm-hmm. strong and steadfast in that decision and move forward with it. Yeah. And to have it be well received. He said, I won't stop people from st- saying stuff. I just need to learn how to not let it affect me. I'm hoping that by coming out, I can be a role model to help others if they want to. I'm only 17, but I am clear that this is what I want to do. And if by me coming out, other people look at me and feel like they can do it as well, that would be brilliant. That a boy right mm. there. Good, good I say job. cheers good to job. him. Yes. That's a good job. So um, on that good note. Yeah, that's a great. You know what? You're all right, Jay. We'll keep yeah. you around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on that, you can say, come back next week. He's not even here. getting a paycheck anymore. <laughs> when does the semester start again? <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, um, no, on that good note, what we're going to do is uh, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we'll continue with more dish. All right, here we go. Well, we are back from the break. We're waiting for two of our hosts. Uh, they're coming. One has arrived, and we're waiting on Chris. Uh, so while Chris uh, makes his way down to the studio, I just wanted to come back from the break. I know it's a little dark and crazy, but I wanted to make an announcement that uh, Irvashi Vaid, a legendary activist for the LGBTQ plus civil rights movement, has died at the age of 63. And the reason why I'm bringing this up is because the amount of work that this woman did uh, for our community over the last you know, four decades has been incredible and very um, uh, powerful uh, and impactful in our community. And also because she was a really good friend of a previous guest of ours, Melissa Etheridge, um, who on Twitter wrote that, um, you know, my heart is aching. Uh, Urvashi Vaid was a very good friend. She guided me in the early 90s and helped me come out. And she was such a positive force for for all, and she will be missed. Sending all my love to her wife, uh, Kate Clinton. And, um, you know, it, it, it comes to... And the reason why I wanted to mention this, not only because her, her death is really tragic, the work was great, but because it, there's such a powerful thing, you know, for us, we, we say all the time, we want to get to a point in time in our lives and where we don't have to come out anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. But coming out was such a monumental part of our process when we were growing up and when you were growing up and hopefully that won't be a thing for people you know, one or two generations from now, but it is. And, you know, I remember when we had Melissa Etheridge on the show, um, she had, I had described to her that I had watched her video when she came out um, and she was on the balcony of a show. And I can't remember what show it was uh, where she literally she, she literally came and grabbed the microphone and said and she said something and then she followed it with, you know, and I have been proud to be a lesbian all of my life. And that was the first time that she had, you know, acknowledged in public that she was a lesbian. And it was a very powerful moment. And I remember... 
um, her talking about the, the feeling that she got that day when she went out there and felt empowered to 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 do so. And you know, when you think about all the other great people, um, not only Melissa Etheridge but Rosie O'Donnell, and you know, you think about, for example, Ellen DeGeneres. Um, these are all like public figures that really took a risk in, in saying, Hey, I am who I am. And, you know, for some lost their jobs, found success later on Uh, for others, their careers, you know, um, still, you know, took off and, and ended up being something different. But in the end, um, it's because of activists like Urvashi um, that, you know, we as a community can can say that we have some of the protections that we currently have. And it just it, it makes me feel sad to see people who do great work no longer be with us. But unfortunately, that's just, you know, that's just true for all of us right we yeah we're here one day we're gone the next and it's very Oof. very heartbreaking i don't want to think see. about that but. I know, but but it's true you know yeah. i i think about it often you know like i'm in my 40s now and i'm like you know what am i gonna what am i gonna be like when i'm in my like 70s will i even make my 70s yeah you will am i still gonna be mowing this goddamn fucking lawn in uh-huh. 70 <laughs> No, you're gonna hire somebody, but you yeah. know, I'll probably she's gonna pay a young boy to come. She's gonna be it. handy homo with like a whole like new grill. <laughs> Teeth, like she's, she's gonna, gonna have... be all white at that point. Right, pretty much. Yeah. White, why? I mean, look at the grays. Oh, I know. Oh, okay, that's what oh. you meant. I was like, girl, there's no way the main could be Yeah, the main. It's it, there's a lot of gray growing in. A lot. Um, but so, yeah, welcome to 40. So I just want to say if I got too aggressive in the previous part no, you of the didn't. show, no, you did not. Uh, Mama Kim even was like, yeah, but she well, said that she, Hi, Mama Kim. yeah, it wasn't aggressive. It she was passion. Maybe you were very passionate. What a question mark. Passionate. Because she really exactly. didn't catch. I agree. Jay's right. You're yeah, passionate. passionate. Yeah. You're I mean, always like, passionate. Yeah. I'm just like, gay. Yeah. Like, super gay. Except that, you know what? Some people might say it's aggressive, but you know what? It's passion. Except yeah, that. You have your soapbox. You're passionate. Right. Okay. And especially when it comes to politics, you know, it's it's just one of those things that when you start talking about policy, when you start talking about people that are doing some hateful shit, you get passionate. But know? I also, I see like all the things that the gay community has accomplished by working together. And then I see, you know, Congress and Senate not working together and i'm like if only they could find a way to work together they need more gays that's what it is maybe they need more gays so elect more gay people you'll have a fabulous we'll go and decorate yosemite we'll hang you know (laughs) seriously what What are you talking about (laughs) if you hire if you hire the gays to do the job of legislating we'll go decorate the whole freaking united states of america oh my god we'll start with yosemite i'm listening to a book right now of course you are and (laughs) is it one of hans books no it's a different it's a book about this uh politician who came out and said you know, she got off a long flight and her hair was kind of a mess. And one of the reporters said to her, well, ma'am, what's going on with your hair? And her response was, this is what happens when you don't have a gay on your team. And so his entire team or her entire team like reacted like, I can't believe she fucking said that. Like, what are we going to do? Like, this is going to be bad. You need to find a gay. Right. So 
what they did was one of the people on staff started dating somebody else on staff and he's not even gay. And I'm just like, this is fucking this book is insane. It's insane. But I love it. Well, and I'm sure. And just don't don't mention the name because then Hans is going to be like, I don't approve. Oh, it's by Hans. Is it? No. No. I was going to be like, stop. No, but it's true. I mean, think about it. You know, you go to Yosemite National Park and you'll see, uh, what do you call the bison? Is that a thing? Yeah, bison, yeah. Yes. Right, the the American bison or the whatever. American buffalo. Buffalo, yeah. yeah. Bison, yes. um, so you'll see the American buffalo. They'll have little like, you know, rainbow like Mickey Mouse ears. And we'll make sure that, you know, all of the, the paths that they normally take in their migration routes are outlined with rainbows and unicorns. and Like my underwear. Right. And, you know, we'll, we'll reach to the stars and make sure that, you know, unicorns rain down. That's important. And we'll have rainbows over the geyser every day. Every day. Every day. Uh-huh. Every day will be a rainbow day. Yeah. You know, when you think about, for example, what was that? <laughs> what was that mountain um, that Apple used for a moment that they were naming their operating systems by? Oh, Mojave. Mojave. Cheetah. And- no, no, no. But they're mountains. What was the, uh, there was Yosemite. <sighs> there was, um, Mojave. Yeah. Then there was another one. Mojave, but... Oh God, I I forgot what it was. Yeah, I forgot. But anyway, uh, it's one. It's it, it, they were naming their operating systems in honor of their like you know national parks in California because that that's their thing. But yeah, we would decorate the shit out of it. Can you imagine like seeing a rainbow bridge over like the fucking Grand Canyon? Like you can <laughs> walk across a glass rainbow bridge over the Grand Canyon. We would make that shit happen. The bridge from Niagara Falls. Like between U.S. and Canada, uh-huh. as a rainbow bridge. Is it? Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, I also just looked up because I was like unsure the difference between a uh, bison and buffalo. It's the same. The, the only difference is that buffalo is technically a term used more for the buffaloes in Africa. Bison have large humps at their shoulders. So you see yep. that? Uh-huh. Like and us. bisons have uh, uh what? Buffalo have larger heads. Larger heads. Okay. But and which they ones still have humps? And here's a twister for you. There's also beefaloes. Beefaloes. Yeah, it's a mix between uh, a buffaloes and, and and beef. And a yeah, cow. And beef, and beef. No, beef so is like cows. Yeah, so cow, if Jay yeah. was a buffalo, he would make a beefalo. Yes. <laughs> gotcha. Wait, all right. So is that his animal? If he went in with is a cow. Is he a beefalo? A beefalo. All right, so what animal? I, I don't know how you're a gazelle. What are we? I'm a what? You're a gazelle. I'll take <laughs> it. <laughs> a hooved animal like a hooved antlered animal? Yeah. I'll take yes. that. Yeah. So what are uh animals are you guys? I'm an otter. You are you not, are not an, an otter. otter. <laughs> <laughs> that was <laughs> Why am I, I mean, you will definitely be belly up in the water, but you're yeah. not a fucking. But otter. why am I not an otter? They're flubby. They they have fur. No, that's like they. No. If you want to go with a seal animal, I mean a water I will, animal, I will fucking cut you. <laughs> a seal? I was more like a sea well, lion. I was thinking I'm a seal cub. What? Okay, because okay. I'm hairless. I can see that. Okay, okay. And a little chunky. Chunky monkey. I feel like ah, would Tom be? I want to be an otter, bitch. You're, I identify as I would, a fucking otter. Don't take that shit away from me. I think you identify me. as a grizzly bear. I am not a grizzly You're bear. You're nasty I as I a grizzly have, bear. 
Yes. You can. So that that I'll give you. Facts. That'll give you. Facts. <laughs> yeah. Facts. No, but I think I'm an otter. I don't I don't have hair on my back. I can't be a grizzly. I mean, if we take it away from like the gay concept of what otter means, yeah. we'll yes. allow that. Okay. But okay, so aside from a grizzly bear, what other animal would I be? A would porpoise? I be an orca? No. No. No? I mean, not anymore. She's 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 maybe um, so you know maybe you'll be a narwhal like <laughs> well, she's about to die she got a big horn though yeah exactly <laughs> that's the gay part of it <laughs> what is that anyway a narwhal is like a like a walrus like a dolphin but with a horn well it's a whale right it, no is it a whale oh, yeah, yes it's, it's a, whale. a whale but that's uh, not uh, the point that's not the point <laughs> that's kind of she about to die. She don't know it yet. She came she back told today. you to mute her when yeah. she started. I don't but... think you're welcome back next week. <laughs> That's why I'm not coming. <laughs> no, um, I don't know. I, I feel like an otter. I don't know about you, but I'll take it. Whatever. Listen, if it comes, uh, I'm I'm that. All I'll right. be that. You'd own it. Whatever you, whatever's thrown your way, you own it. Right, right. I want to be. Want to be. You know what? Fuck it. You're a nodder. Thank you, Christopher. See, eventually, see, that's what yeah. you call compromise. You fuck exactly. with him long enough, right. and he'll see Shit. it my way. We just had it done right there. <coughs> just build your dam and move on. Right. Wait. Do otters a, build those, are those are beavers. Those are beavers. God oh. damn it, Trish. Oh. <laughs> All right. So we haven't learned about animals apparently here. I can I tell you? I know, and I talk it's about not them a all penguin. the time. Uh, except for, unless it's a penguin. Right. You're right. Are there gay beavers? Oh my god. Are there gay beavers? Yes. Can I? While you're looking for beavers, can I tell you a story about beavers? Go ahead. So <laughs> I would love nothing more to hear about. <laughs> okay. So I used to work for this company a long, long time ago, and um, I submitted an order for uh, some equipment and I submitted the order and immediately as I hit send the equipment guy calls me back and he goes are you fucking kidding me and I said what he goes you just submitted an order and I just got the paper through are you serious is this for real and I'm like yeah it is so the, the customer's name was I'm gonna say Jay Cunts I won't say the her full name. She lived on Beaver Street in Ansonia. Uh, okay. Okay. Not a place. And her husband's name was Larry. And her children's names were Rosie and Harry. Cunts. And lived on Beaver Street. Have you ever seen Letterkenny? Letter Kenny, yeah, it's a Canadian show. Yes, so there's um, Mennonites. Yep. <laughs> oh, sorry, <laughs> Have you seen so it? I guess that wasn't that funny. But I, I <laughs> no, think it was. it's but it falls in that their their oh what is their last name? I'm blank. Oh shit. Mennonites. Yeah, she's looking up. So Trish, yeah, I'll, I'll tell you in a minute. So I haven't found anything about gay beavers, but what I did find, <laughs> of course, was a group called the Boys of Beaver Meadow. Okay. So in the nineteen explain. So in the nineteen twenties, there was a homosexual community at Dartmouth College, and they called themselves the Boys of Beaver Meadow. Dartmouth College. Yeah. Isn't Dartmouth in Rhode Island? Uh, New Hampshire. Oh, uh, no, it's not. Hanover, New Hampshire. Yes, it is. 
Dartmouth? Yes. I see it on my way to P-Town all the I, time. I'm little... Isn't it Massachusetts? You you're said Rhode of, Island. You're thinking of Falmouth. No, not Falmouth. That's on that's on like the lower cape. I'm talking about on my way in when I go up 95 and I cross over. Um It's it, I'm going Rhode to Island. confirm again that it's in Hanover, New Hampshire. <laughs> <laughs> I don't go through New Hampshire to get to Peachtown. But you have been up that way in Maine, so maybe you saw it that way. No, I remember seeing it when I go to P-Town all the time. I would say it would say well, Dartmouth. There's probably a Dartmouth there, yeah. Maybe there is. Interesting. I mean, there are like Windsors and Springfields and shit all over. Like, you know. I didn't even know there was an, a Hanover, New, New Hampshire. There's a Hanover everywhere, yeah, too. But, but to go back to uh, Letterkenny, the, yeah, there the, it is. Yeah, the Mennonites, their last name is Dix, D Y K S, and their daughter's name is Anita. And they're D-Y-K-S. looking for Anita. Anita Dix. <laughs> Anita Dix. Have you seen Anita, Anita Dix? <laughs> yeah. That's They're sad. fun. Yeah, it's a funny skit. I'm trying to think. Yeah, I remember. Like, I used to drive. We used to take 295 and Taunton and Middleborough. You can find one. It's fine. It's <laughs> somewhere in here. I know it is. Yeah, that's. Cool, I see though, the so sign yeah. all the time. I do. I do. I do. Fall River. I remember passing through Fall River. Yeah, hold on. New Bedford. Mm-hmm. What sign do you see again? Dartmouth. That's not up that way. Anyway, but. This is a really boring story. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, like. And by the way, Mama Kim said, if I want to be an otter, be a damn otter. Hello. Right. But Remember, like, most oh, of uh, the men that were a part of the Boys Beaver Meadow went home and married women. So we all know. Beavers. What happened to those beavers? I know. They were either repressed for the rest of their life or they broke up a marriage with potential kids. Or maybe they got divorced, came out later in life and lived their true selves. Hmm, Maybe. You know, there's always options. You do you. You do Live your life. 1920s. So so interesting. (laughs) Speaking of P-Town... I want to go to P-Town so bad. Oh, shit. I'm going to the Cape in July. Fuck her. Nobody was talking to her. Yeah. See how she rubs it in? I mean, so where are you going on the Cape? Not sure yet. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to the Cape in July. I don't know where I'm going. Well, my mom's cousin, so my Uh second cousin, owns uh, like bed and breakfast. Uh Uh-huh. I think in P-Town, actually. Are you sure it's in P-Town? Yeah. Is it a nice bed and breakfast? Yeah. Is it in town? How do you know it's nice if you've never been? I've seen pictures. My uh, mom and dad went there uh, last year for their anniversary. Um, but Stephen and I are approaching. Will they go to the Dick Duck for their anniversary? Don't be talking about my mama like that. <laughs> my mom. All right. So, so, how, so brunch and pizza? How, how long has it been since you spoke in cursive? <laughs> about five minutes, two minutes, uh, 30 seconds. <laughs> how about Trish? What about are you Trish? talking about? <laughs> a five minute, how many, 30 seconds? That's because I had to go back in time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. No, so I'm so, serious yeah. though. So she has a bed and breakfast in P-Town. Is it in town? Yeah. 
I want to find out so. like where it is. No, because you don't understand. There's in town, in town, meaning you're like right next I've to the boat slip. Town before, or like in town, like in Truro, and you have to like walk eight miles into town, or take one of those pedicabs, or you take a bike. Like, ain't nobody bike. Uh, have you biked? Bitch, some of those have you hills? seen us? Do I, we look like I we was bike? Biking through <laughs> Key West. What? Yeah. She, she identifies as an otter, but she doesn't work yeah, out. Exactly. All right, I don't yeah. want to work. Neither do I. I. I ain't trying to ride yeah. no bike. I want walking distance to alcohol, booze, and men. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, alcohol. You get, he's gonna get his workout under the dick doc. Uh, no, alcohol, food, and dick. and um. <laughs> Alcohol, food, and men. Yeah, and dick. Thank you. Yeah, dick doc. Dick doc. No, but I'm not going to the dick doc. Girl, I think I went to the dick doc once, my first time in P-Town. Oh, yeah. One time. No, I'm serious. I'm serious. Because I really didn't need to. It's like, (laughs) you can walk. She had already fucked everybody underneath, so she had to come back. Where? (laughs) Have you been to the dick doc? I've been upon the dick doc. Upon. upon. That's the boat slip. That's the boat slip. Yeah, the slip. boat slip. Yeah, okay. I stayed there. Right. Oh, you stayed at the boat slip? Yeah. Did you stay at the boat slip when they had air conditioning or when they didn't? There was air conditioning. Because yes. I stayed both and it sucked. <laughs> There's no fucking it breeze. It sucks both times? <laughs> it doesn't. No, no, no. It sucks when you have no air conditioning, especially yeah, at the that. boat slip. I'm not going to go somewhere on vacation and not have air conditioning. In the middle of the fucking and winter. You're in the middle of summer. The, I said winter. Yeah, I know. Uh, you're in the middle of the freaking, like, you know, the, the what do you call that? The P-Town Bay. And there's not a goddamn fucking breeze in the whole entire bay that can That's come odd. through those windows. In the bay. Yeah. Right. They would come through those windows to cool that. you the fuck off. But I did. I stayed at the boat slip well, you, prior you gotta, to you, and you after. You also got to keep in mind that you're pounding drinks left and right, so your temperature goes up. Oh, I know. Especially What when is you that get one a- drink? At tea dance, you shouldn't have the hurricane. Thank you. I don't know what it was, but <laughs> it, it's their pre-made cocktail. That's what thing gets you under the dick, dog. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I've I've never been strategy. to the dick dog. Well, no, Bulk I've been on, I've been on top of the boat slip. Right. Sound like Chris, right? I've been on top, <laughs> mm-hmm. but I've been to Pita. I, I hung out one weekend there. I don't think I done much of anything there. I went kayaking for the first time in my life. In P Town, over that fucking bay, and no. we went straight across to Race Point, and all I kept seeing, ow, 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 thank you. All I kept seeing was seaweed in the water doing this, and all I kept imagining was a shark coming and just going. <laughs> I was terrified, and then on our way back because we went straight across the bay, I was like, "We're not doing that." I hugged the entire coast. It took us hours to get back, but I was like, "I'm not going through that water again." I am not going to get eaten by a shark. I did kayaking in Punta Cana a few years back, and the next day I could barely get out of bed. I was like, shit, everything hurt. Mm-hmm. But fat, Hips, fat boys like us yeah, can't do that. Yeah, we can't do that yeah. shit. That shit's... Have you kayaked before? Look at her. Of course. Of course, of look course. at her. She's going to boast you? about... She's like yeah. invisible. Yeah. What? Anyway. <laughs> so do you guys want to talk about something that... That's going, important? Yeah. Well, not really, no. but sort yes. of. No. Yes. Okay. Oh. So, uh, Florida, of course. Oh, fuck Florida. Oh, fuck Florida. <laughs> lawmaker, <laughs> that was like good. Lawmaker was accused of sexual harassing a man. Was he a Republican? <clears throat> no. No. He was a Democrat. Really? Mm-hmm. And so, the point that I was going to make uh-huh. is the fact that, like, 
why are you making us look bad? Hello? Well, I mean, it, 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 it's wh- Florida. Wh- so he sexually harassed Florida Amy. doesn't count. Right. Uh, they don't even uh, really go here. Like, I mean... <laughs> I mean, really, Florida belonged to Spain at one point. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. And also, if you think about it, like the southernmost point of Florida, Key West. That's a whole world on its own. I think it, it is. It well, is. Miami it is. And it is. Key West. But, and I, I went there and it was <coughs> fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. But the best part about it was the uh, um, Fort Taylor, the southernmost fort mm-hmm. during the Civil War. In the Where the south. penis is that, that tells you that you're at the su- southernmost point? So the southernmost point of Florida, of course, is Key West. And Fort Taylor was held by the north during the majority of the Civil War. I just made me happy. Be like, fuck you, South. We won. Where did that come from? I don't know. Just made me think of it. I was like. So, so anyway, Florida. Yeah, so um, this this uh, representative uh, was up for re-election. Uh, he is from Tallahassee, which, if you don't know where Tallahassee is, it's, it's not real. N- it's northern. It's um, in the center it's of the state. It's next to Mississippi. So, um, actually could have some significant influence in the community, because um, it's not a coastal area. You know, you don't have, like, Miami or liberal areas within Tallahassee. And so this individual um, was found to be sexually harassing this other individual and was sending them <coughs> videos of mm-hmm. himself right, and pictures of himself right. and then came out and said, uh, you know, I've I'm so happy that I could have served and, and, and he's 37. I, I've served, you know, the country. I've done all this work for the country and, and the state of Florida. And I hope that Florida, you know, continues to blossom and all this stuff. But but, uh, you know, I'm not going to seek reelection. That's because you were a scumbag, went on Grinder, and sent your dick to some bitch. But I mean, everybody sends dick pics on. Grindr. I know, but if you're gonna do it, just come out and like be supportive. Like, if right. you embrace it. Don't just back out. <laughs> yeah, dear politicians, if you're gonna go on Grinder, dear post, diary, right? Don't post your face. Um, no, I, I get it, and you know, it, and it was very ignorant of me to say was he a Republican because clearly sexual harassment. It was, it was ignorant. Yeah. No, but I was I, waiting I wasn't for looking the, for. I, I was waiting for, for the acknowledgement <laughs> or confirmation. Thank you very much. Um, no, what I'm saying is, you know, for me, it's just, it's a matter of knowing that, you know, sexual harassment comes in many forms and it's not something that is ideological to any political party. It's just people doing stupid things, you know, it's like, and regardless, and regardless of whether you're on grinder or not, Mm -hmm. even though it's expected to get a dick pic, right. You should still be conscious. Yeah. Always follow the golden rule, which is don't be a dick. That's it. Right. Well, I mean, if you're going to be a dick, be a big one, a fat, juicy. All right, don't listen don't, to Tom. Don't size shame right now. Okay. <laughs> exactly. I said fat, juicy. I, I'm describing myself. Shut up, bitch. <laughs> with no, a, with a horn. No, but but you know, it's it's anyway. Just... The, the reason I bring it up is because it's not. You know, we we all talk about the fact that Republicans are constantly closeted men that you know. That's why they're putting these bills up. That's why they're doing this stuff. And they're so aggressive about anti-gay policy. But then we see it in our own party. Right. And, and to boot, closeted. Right. So yeah. 
these are the people that won't speak up. Right. Well, right. the when issue you look is, at it because they're hiding, so they're not going to speak up because they don't want to be associated. And right. the issue really is like if you look at it, it's like why don't these people in government <clears throat> positions feel comfortable enough to actually speak their truth? Why 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 don't they come out? Is and it that bad? It's Florida. You can't no, say no, gay. No, no, I'm, I'm not even. I'm, I'm not outside of Florida. Right. I mean, in general, like if you are behind the door making these decisions and going on grinder and 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 interacting with these individuals, you're doing it potentially with a family, with not a family. But the reality is, it's like if you're doing it. Then just embrace who you fucking are, right? But that's, or, or, and, or, but that's easier said than done, and we also have yes, to. But we like, have to take but into that's the problem with government. Like you don't like a lot of government officials don't feel like they have a platform to get reelected if they were to be a Pete Buttigieg, if they were to come out and speak their truth, right? They, I feel like, don't necessarily have the gravitas or or the next step to actually be reelected or or be you know continue to hold their office because they're gay when in fact look at Pete Buttigieg look at all he's accomplished but just because you're gay doesn't mean you can't do things how we need to walk a very thin line here because you also we also understand we understand the power of coming out we also understand the the stress and right that's not what i'm saying we do we do agree but that's what you are saying no no what you're saying is if you're going to go behind Mm -hmm. someone's back and go on grinder and do this but yet still you know pretend to be this politician you're saying you should just embrace who you are and just come out no that's not what i'm saying i'm saying that there's an issue in our governmental system Mm -hmm. where people feel as though they can't be their true selves right like pete Buttigieg embracing who he is and, and and having kids and having chastened out and about with him being on time magazine that's a fucking risk that's a huge risk it is and but the that's fact a that personal that's, decision he made correct with but, him and his but, family but the fact that that's a risk is the issue right? right like the issue is the fact that being in government you have to if you want to or feel comfortable if you don't that's fine but if you want to and feel comfortable it is a choice. You have to like, okay, so how are we going to spin this with our PR team? Cause I'm going to tell you that I'm gay right now. Well, there's no spinning it. You're gay. That's just that. But, but that's the thing. Like, like I feel like the reason we see these things, that's why he got called happen, out. Cause he was spinning it. But, well, <laughs> he but was hiding. whether this happens in a political arena or not, in the end, the decision <laughs> to say, I am openly, whatever, it's a big one. It's personal and it's big and it's huge. That still does not, first and foremost, excuse his behavior and in sending unsolicited anything to anyone because harassment is harassment. Doesn't matter which way you slice or dice it. But a decision to to change your whole life is something that's personal. And we can sit here and say, why doesn't he just come out? Why doesn't he use his platform to do X, Y, Z? But again, you know, it's, it's no, that's I what we want. I think you're missing my point, but I hear what you're saying. I understand what you're saying. I just think that like, if you're a government, like if you want to be in politics, if you mm-hmm. want to, you shouldn't be afraid to be gay. But you don't have to be gay to be a politician, but you yes. do have to be a politician to be a politician, right? No, but that's not 
what I'm not saying that you have to be gay to be a politician. What I'm saying is if you are gay, you want to run for office, you shouldn't be afraid to say, oh, a perfect example. All right. So our friend Eric Russell just mm-hmm. got the nomination for Connecticut State Treasury. Right. So he is on the Democratic ticket. Right. He is publicly out. Right. Yes, it's Connecticut. And yes, he has a so much support. Right. But imagine if Eric wasn't out and was, you know, afraid to embrace the fact that he has a husband in right. front of people, but wanted to run for this position. Like, the reality is we have created a governmental institution that looks down upon the fact that people are gay. Well, that's why we need more people to to out people to be elected into office. Well, we have yeah. people yeah. serving in the House of Representatives, Richie Torres. Mm-hmm. Right. And we also have, you know, uh, uh, what's her name? Um, oh, my God. Tammy. Um, no, no, not not Tammy. Um, we have a couple of senators that are openly out um, on on the government. But but I guess the point I'm trying to make is that if, if you are a person who's conflicted and you want to go into government, think who, about are, it. <laughs> who are we to tell you? Well, first of all, think about it, because it hasn't whether you, you're conflicted, whether or not you want to be an out politician or not. Government is just government. It sucks. And yeah. um, but I don't think, you know, that you have to. You know, if you're not comfortable, you shouldn't have to come out just because I understand. No, I don't think you should have to. But I think that you shouldn't feel threatened at a nomination or a potential campaign because of your sexuality. Like there are plenty of people that I, I assume would love to run for certain offices, but feel as though I'm gay. And in this culture or this environment or this governmental structure, I can't run or I shouldn't run because if I do come out as gay, yeah, will I get the gay vote? Will I get uh, the younger vote? Maybe. But the reality is I probably won't even get the nomination. Right. And you know, it, that's a risk you take. But again, you know, it's, it's a personal choice. No, I agree. You know, it's, but it's, I just, yeah. Well, this is, I think probably the perfect example of what you're trying to say. He, he, sent pics right but still wanted to stay in 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 office or was running for office and apparently somebody he sent pics to was like screw this guy he pissed me off i'm outing him yeah so i mean i understand what you're saying if you're if you're gonna be in a political in the political reign then you should embrace who you are and, and come out as who you are but as tommy says again family uh, you know, religious beliefs. Mm-hmm. There's so many aspects that can keep a person from actually being who they really are until they're faced with no other choice. Right. So it kind of goes both ways with the fact that, you know, yeah, it's it's ideal that you should come out and represent for what you believe in. But then again, we're talking about people mm-hmm. that have been raised, you know, in different ways and their views may differ Mm -hmm. at this point in their life yeah i think but it's beyond that right though it's not just about coming out because there are plenty of politicians that probably need to come out right it's more about the fact that if i were to run for office of any kind the first topic of conversation would be my sexuality and how we address that 
and how it is spinned and how it is given out to whomever, right? But I mean, I don't see a world in where you would exist not being out, right? Because I no, know you personally. Uh, right, me but, personally. Right. But like, I think that a lot of out individuals that could potentially or would like to run for a run for office or an office, whether it's local, you know, whether it's, you know, at the state level or higher, I feel like they don't necessarily feel like they can. Right. Because can or can't, then at that point in time, they decide whether they want to continue to run or whether they want to choose something else. I don't think I'm speaking correctly. I don't think I'm making my point. I understand what you're saying. There is a tone in our political system that frowns upon and shuns people who are openly gay from running. I get that 100%. Right. But the argument that we're making is that this politician should just come out. Why? No, 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 no. Why should we be saying they should come out? I've moved past that that completely. Oh, okay. Well, that was the whole argument. Okay, no, I don't necessarily think that this person should have come out. I think that if this person, you know, I think they did what was right for them. They, you know, said they're not running anymore and that's fine. Right. But at the same time, like, I think that our government system, like, if he were able to, do you think, do you think that the, the narrative would have changed? If, if what you had just said if that wasn't a thing, if sexual harassment wasn't the thing, the driver, not um, sexual harassment, just like allowing, but but if sexual harassment, the charges, the, the reason why he decided to end his campaign was because these allegations came up and things happened. If that weren't a thing and he could, and he wanted to, and he did, then that would be an amazing thing, right? For him personally and for people who look up to him as a candidate, uh, potentially someone from our community. But the thing is, that's not what he chose to do, yeah. right? I know. We just keep hearing stories of these guys doing this crappy shit. Right. And I personally think it's because of the narrative that is at that level. I don't disagree. I don't disagree. It's just, you know, I guess what I'm trying to say is who are we to tell him that he needs to come out? I don't or think he needs to come out. Matter. I just think that like he's already been outed. That's yeah. not to come out to right. Yeah. I, I, I don't think he needs to come right. out. I think I think that politicians that are doing this need to either embrace the fact that they are doing this and change the fucking narrative so that people don't continue to harass people and that other people that want to run for office can right or feel comfortable to yeah, and be, it's also be honest easier. with yourself knowing right. that if you're going to be in office and and you choose to be this way and and do what you want to do whatever it may be that turns you on right. be aware that this can come up yeah right. and you either address it or you don't it's right. easier said than done yeah. in some states it's easier in some uh, states absolutely. to be free than others so you know it's it's harder it pisses me off because like i just think like when you look at somebody that that has done something like this, he is resigning, which I, you know, he should resign because he's a fucking asshole. But like indirectly, he's shaming our community because he is being he's harassing people and then saying, oh, well, I've done this, this gay thing. And now I need to step down and can't represent you because 
one, you're a dick, but two, because I'm gay or because I had a gay experience, I'm not. I'm not capable or I'm not going to be supported. But I don't think that's what it was at all. I think that the reason why he resigned was because he sexually harassed someone and someone filed a complaint against him. Right. But do you but think that, that could he be would true ever for get for a straight person? That would be true for a straight person. That would be true for a gay person or anyone that identifies as anything. If you do something that is illegal um, or could be punishable by law, uh, whether only- you're gay or not, it's... If you read the article, I feel like personally, the only reason this person came out and said anything was because there wasn't enough reciprocity. Do you know what I'm saying? In what sense? In the sense that like he was pissed off that he didn't get what he wanted. So now he came out and said like, this is what happened. I mean, I mean, that's true for a lot of situations, right? If you don't get what you want, you get mad and you just go nuclear. right? Right. Yeah. I mean, it happens. I, and I understand your point 100%. It's just, you know, I think for me, the whole main point here, he's a douche. Yeah. You, you need to go. harass someone yeah. and you need to go. Whether you're straight or gay, that is of no consequence. It's just, you're a douche. Yeah. Goodbye. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I just need to stop talking. Christopher, <laughs> darling, welcome back to the show. Welcome back to Earth. Welcome back. So, Ken, um, we do need to close the show, so we're, we we're going to say goodbye. But before we go, I want uh, Chris to tell me a little bit about this book here. It's pretty interesting. I think every state should have one, but can you talk to me about this for a little bit? That wasn't uh, the point to be on the show, but yes, I will. This is the <laughs> Connecticut 169 Club. 69. 69. That's it. Historian um, uh, uh, Martin Podshock. Martin Podshock, yeah. Uh, he came into the Windsor Locks Library, um, and he has written a little bit about each town and village, all 169, and it's a passport book. So my little summer adventure is to hit every town and village in the state of Connecticut. Ooh. Enter page. But, yeah, so... That's interesting. So basically, um, on the back um, hard cover of this book, there's like all the little towns, and you have a little slot to put a, either a little check mark or a date when you've visited each town, and then you have people initial it. And then the other fun thing. Oh, can I initial New Milford? I've been there. Um, <laughs> well, I'm not there. So, like, Tom opened up to Shelton now, but as you open a page to um, each town, there are different sites that they're recommended. That you, that you go. Visit. So you go to one of them and you get a stamp or a signature from someone working there or a local. And um, there's a dinner held every year. And if you hit all states, or, um, excuse me, all towns or villages, you get the Leatherman Award. This is pretty cool. I like this. So there's the Connecticut jo- uh, leather in, in, in Shelton. There's the Jones uh, family farms and winery. Yes. That's an easy one for you. Been you should there. make it there with no problem. Yeah, no, that's a winery. Fun. Yeah. The winery. And then there's the Indian <laughs> well state park been there. Yeah. No, I'm I sure think it's been fun. There. So I, I think it's a fun idea. And I think more States really, um, you know, more people should really publish books about their States and have Be people proud about your state. I mean, we right. have a beautiful state. Like I a think lot of people shit on Connecticut, but I love Connecticut. Well, I just shit on the 95 traffic. The rest yeah. of Connecticut's this, fine. There it is. 
So, yeah, I mean, awesome. Awesome. Well, Christopher, thank you for bringing the book in. I will sign it for you because I'm a representative of the city of West Haven. So he can check that off. And uh, you're a representative of the city of Bridgeport, but you haven't been there yet. Well, I mean, I've well, been to Bridgeport, I but mean, I'm not yeah, checking know, you them probably... off like for places I've been before until I had the book. So. Right. Well, pretty cool. That's interesting. So um, get with nice. it, States. All right. Well, let's uh, bring things home. So I'm going to toss it over. Um, wait, where are we? Mama Kim's Minutes. Oh, we're there already. Are you ready, girl? Uh, I'm paying. Yes. All right. We're going to give her some love. Thank you. All right, everybody. Here's Mama Kim's Minute. Number one, Lyft driver shuts down racist passenger in a viral video. Yes, queen. Number two, the 15 best LGBTQ plus movies to stream on HBO Max. Number three, mom founds church to protect her trans son's rights. And number four, doctors plan to transplant uterus in a transgender woman so she can give birth. That's amazing. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've had... I will follow that story. Right. No, that that's, that would be interesting to see how, you know, all of that develops. So it is important to you to remember that uh, there was a trans man who already had a child. She, um, he carried his own child because... Oh, yeah. Yep. He had a uterus, so he was able to do that. And so um, that was an awesome story to, to see because, you know, love is love, life is life, and beautiful family. Awesome. All right. Well, on this day in gay history, who's going to take the honors? I will. Okay. Good luck. (laughs) Because, holy shit, no. (laughs) On this day in gay history, in the good old state of Puerto Rico. It's not a state. It's coming I I was going to say, but I thought you were going to be. So you got I got to I got to bring something up, right? So in Puerto Rico, Senate approved non-discriminatory discrimination discrimination. Try that again. Discrimination bill. Uh, May 16th, 2013. Yep. Puerto Rico. Puerto Rican. Puerto Rican. King king Do I still have that phone thing? No. Oh, please don't play that again. It's too long. The Puerto Rican Senate approves a bill in a 15 to 11 vote banning anti-LGBT discrimination in employment, housing, public accommodations, and government services. Senator Ramon Nieves Perez had introduced the bill in January of 2013. I can't believe with the millions of Puerto Ricans on that island that we only have 15 senators. No, but... 15, no, 15 to 11. No, I was like, Stop. wait a minute. No. 20, 26. Uh, 26. 26. And maybe 36. 26. <laughs> Math is hard, I know. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And now we move on to our announcements. All right. Oh, oh we're there already. All right. Well, ladies and gents, thank you so much uh, for joining us on today's episode. Uh, if you love the show, make sure you go subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcasting service. By subscribing, you get the latest and greatest of our show delivered right to your web browser or devices as soon as, soon as our episodes are published. We're also on Patreon. As a Patreon subscriber, you can help support the show with a monetary donation, which we collect monthly and can be in any denomination of a dollar or more. And now I'm going to toss it over to uh, Chris. Yeah. So next week, we're not sure, but we might have a guest. We are currently awaiting an email. Um, So we'll have to, just like you guys, sit tight. We'll sit tight and we'll let you know. Hopefully it's not Emma. All right. (laughs) 
<laughs> um, and now here is Nick. Wait, no, Jay. Do you want to take the thank you? Thank you to our guest. Yeah. Who? What? Where? When? Does it oh. not update? There's no. There's I see no it. I don't see it. I didn't Go update. Really all right. Oh, all right. fuck me. Uh, all right. Absolutely. So, That's why you're here. Okay. So uh, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you to Chris Matoon for joining us today. It was wonderful having you. Um, I can't wait to read the notes that you're going to write later this <laughs> afternoon or later this evening. Oh, my God. Um, t- uh, Jay? So I guess I'll take it over from here. Yep. And now here is Nick with your weekly reminder for all you bottoms out there. Who want to keep your buttholes on point? Yes, we are talking about the future method. All right, everybody. Thank you, Tom. Get the future method today. Each time you clean out with water or enemas, delicate tissues are harmed and cells are damaged, increasing chances of injury and or STDs. The first of its kind doctor-developed formula gently cleanses before you play without hurting your bum. Visit futuremethod.com to purchase your life-changing bum cleanser cleanser today. Cleanser. 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 We're all speaking fucking cursive tonight. And the closing plugs, we're going to put a ring on it. No, no, no. Uh, oh. I haven't seen any of you guys in like a couple weeks, so you know I'm going to put a rubber on this is what's going to happen. All right, Absolutely. honey, we need a rubber around you. As always, we enjoy you being with us. Our show is available on our website, gaytalk20.com, under audio podcasts. It is also available as a free download on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher Radio. You can find us on social media, Facebook, Gay Talk 2.0, Instagram, Gay Talk 2.0, Twitter, at Gay Talk 20, and you can email us at Gay Talk 2.0 at GayTalk20.com. Any questions? Good job, Jay. Yes, Nailed it. All right, and if you need to reach Tom, out to us, just head on over to our away. website, <laughs> click on the contact us tab which is located at the top of your web browser there you can uh leave comments you can make suggestions uh submit a question for the cast or an individual host you can also welcome chris back if you want to you can also (laughs) call us and leave us a uh, question via voice message (gasps) which by the way oh my god now that i've said that before i wrap this up I found in a place somewhere on this gay talk phone where messages from unknown callers go. And we have a lot of messages that were left for us. Some were cute. You have been declining messages with an unknown number on a phone for a fucking year. (laughs) No, it just, it just automatically went into this folder. It said folder of unknowns that I didn't know existed. And so we've got, there's three of them which are really awesome that we need to uh, let one listen to and at one point in time break down on the show how and old are the, they one of them specifically has to do with you oh god they're oh, defending boy. naturally oh god. they're defending <laughs> naturally somebody's defending me yes oh, what another one uh, it must be your your parents yeah it's probably no. like my sister or something no but um yeah we, we i forgot thank you for reminding me but anyway so yes you can call uh and be persistent leave a voice message the phone number is evidently we get them three years later <laughs> one's from 2017 no i'm kidding um no one is from tw- like 2019 lying. Um, you can uh, call us 334-GAY-TALK if you need all the digits it is 334-429-8255 don't forget that we do stream live every Monday at 6pm Eastern Standard Time and you can access that live stream 
by visiting digitalstreamradio.com. I'm happy to see all my boys in studio with that, ladies and gents. That is our show. Thank you, and y'all have a good night. Bye! Thank you for listening to this episode of Gay Talk 2.0. Tune in next time for more Dish. Bye, bye.